Hello. And I'm back again with um, another podcast. And uh, this time it's with the lovely Katie, who works at First Sight. Um, and, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I got to know you through um, being involved with Yak and volunteering at First Sight. Yeah. And... Um, so yeah, um, so I was like, oh, I definitely would love you to be on my podcast, and um, so yeah, it's great that you've been able to come on. Um, first things first, let's start off with your early inspiration, like early inspirations. How you ha- how did you get into art? How did I get into art? Um, <laughs> I suppose uh, I was thinking about this earlier day when. Um, you told me that you wanted me to be on the podcast and and um, it's quite a difficult question because I don't really know I guess I've always liked expressing myself creatively and kind of making things at school as well yeah making things you know look pretty or you know along those lines but I think one of the main reasons I probably my own in terms of early influences because I wasn't very good at reading yeah. <laughs> and, um, and other things like um, like that so being able to work visually has you know really made made me I think been a large influence into why I am quite I, I'm working in the creative industries now so yeah, yeah. I always love I think yeah I like writing but then I do love it talking about art and I love making art and I love seeing something come to life yes um 3d is definitely what excites me 3d sculpture (laughs) is what um gets my attention um especially in like art galleries when I see sculpture like this is all this is like actually here in your face it's not flat it's angular it's just like yeah <laughs> but um okay so it was always like creative visually and like creative the creative arts was always like what you wanted to do yeah I, yeah I've always known that I wanted to do something uh creative and along those lines um I think because I was just a bit more able to do that so it sounds quite sad like I wasn't yeah. able to like I was in a very good reader or something like that and so that makes me want to do <laughs> arts but I suppose it's not like that I think it's just made me more attuned to it and yeah and with um artists artist wise yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um my favorite artist or one that kind of gave me the most inspiration yeah so when I was studying art I think not many I mean I obviously appreciated artists work like Picasso and and along those lines Um, I really um, you know I really liked Lucien Freud because I liked the way that he painted uh, with um, uh, with palette knives and all you know everything was a lot more it wasn't flat you were saying it, yeah. it had a lot more expression in it but um, 
my first artist that I kind of dis- discovered by myself, not through, not, which just kind of expanded my mind, I suppose, was probably Kusama Yayoi. Um, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, but she's a Japanese installation artist, and uh, I think she's traditionally trained in sculpture, but... Um, I think that Did she have a show like last year or something? Yeah, she had uh, her most recent. I think her most recent show has been Infinity Mirrors. So not at her site. It's been um, in in London. Yeah, was it and the Tate. Yeah, the Tate. Um, I couldn't see it unfortunately, but yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, I think I would have liked that because um, I, I love art that you can interact with. And I think that's the first time that I kind of saw art in a completely new light where it wasn't just about you know the traditional methods it was kind of about this immersive experience yeah that's what i like about my art that's quite it's very immersive and interactive um you can be in it instead of just looking at it um and it gives a different dimension to it so um yeah and it's kid friendly as well so <laughs> like in my den is in my den installation is you can go in sit on a bean bag chill nap sleep <laughs> interact with other people have a conversation that's what i really like about it and it's sometimes getting people that haven't met before interacting as well inside it so mm. yeah there's that immersive experience is really cool um yeah, and I think it's something that kind of is quite an exciting. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's something that's quite exciting, like interactive art, and you know, creating an immersive experience and kind of expanding your mind because you know, kind of the traditional reasons that art was for, which was kind of storytelling or, you know, depicting someone and yeah. being able to communicate that are obsolete with, you know, other means now. And so it's quite, it's it's nice to see it transform in this, in this new way. Yeah. Talking about um, people I, I like that do, like, immersive art, so you mentioned that one and I can't pronounce that one either. is it Yamo Kasama Yoyi yeah I've heard of that yeah um, I like um, so like Felisa Barlow and Cornelia Parker Rachel Whiteread who do like uh, big installation sculptures and like with Felisa Barlow she uses everyday object everyday mm-hmm. materials so she's portraying that you can use whatever's around you to make these sculptures you don't have to make, buy really expensive materials yeah which is really cool like her, her i've seen her work twice now exhibited and i love villas of Arlo and cornelia parker as well rachel yeah, cornelia parker I love her work. rachel white reed i saw her work at the tate britain on my birthday in 2017 and like a lot of her work inspired me like i did an essay on her she was in my dissertation so yeah rachel whiteread she's so gutsy and brave and she'll try anything and no matter how big it is the project she'll have a go and i like her bravery and her strong willedness to just try anything as a as a woman in art 
she's very inspiring to mm. me. So yeah, I like them. Um, let's talk about a bit about your foundation course if you did one. Like, How was that? And where? Um, so I did my uh, culture state institute. Oh, where I did as well. Yeah. Um, Great times. I, <laughs> I really enjoyed my um, art foundation um, because one of the first things that I remember doing was the life drawing and then they said you know switch hands switch to your left hand or do you know a 10 second drawing and stuff and it was kind of something that was quite alien to me um because in GCSE and A-level art it's very different and in the art foundation it kind of tore up everything that you kind of learned and taught you know kind of introduced an idea of just loosening up and kind of in more of an expressive way rather yeah. than being controlled or contrived and that was something that was quite liberating. Yeah, I, did you um, find the rotation week getting to try each thing quite useful? Yeah, definitely. The rotation week, I mean, I wish they were longer. but um, I knew straight away though, fine art, well, sculpture, fine art was me, so then I could go do, do sculpture within fine art. So. Yeah. Um, and then I remember first week making those huts. So we made these big yeah. huts. So yeah, I did one of those. That was that was really interesting. There was like four intense days of making. <laughs> I was knackered by the end. Um, did you have Matthias or no Charlie? Oh no, Char- I had Matthias. It was the first year that he did, did done. I think I was with his. I was the second year. Might have been the second year because I was from twenty thirteen. September 2013 to June 2014. Okay. Yeah, I was the year before you did. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, but I loved his... I thought he was a really good tutor. What did you think? Yeah, I I, um, I thought he was brilliant. And his passion as well. To get out... To get ideas out of you and critiques. Like, you talk to him and then afterwards you have loads of ideas in your head. Yeah. Because you'd be stuck beforehand. But he gave... He always came across with so much he always uh, gave his passion um and like yeah I just thought he was a really good tutor <laughs> and he introduced me to some really good people that are some of my like really good friends now I always mention them but I just can't help it um so he introduced me to Nicola and Tim and Ross and yeah, so particularly, well, he introduced me to Nicola. He was like, um, I want you to meet Nicola because Nicola was doing some different art to me. So it got us talking about, he wanted two people to talk about the different types of art, try and make a connection. And we did, and we made a connection instantly. And, then, and um, instantly felt like, oh, this girl could be my friend. And, and um, now we're like best friends. and. So yeah, introduced me to Nicola was really fun and a big highlight for me. And um, yeah, speaking of Nicola, I saw on Monday with Evie. But yeah, I always mention my friends in these podcasts, but literally, uh, if I hadn't met them on Foundation, my Foundation experience wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah, I think art is just as much about the people that you 
you meet and you explore ideas with. Did you meet like loads of friends? Yeah, yeah. And you're still I, my um, my best friend who I did my art foundation with, and yeah, I, and also just kind of meeting people with a different perspective, and exploring. You know, it kind of broadened your horizons a lot more, and your ability to kind of develop your ideas. So I think that's been really. Was it? And what particular art word were you like kind of like what was your niche area of art? Was it like sculpture, painting or in between? Textile art, so like surface design and along those lines I quite enjoyed working with, you know, materials and you know, printmaking and along yeah. those lines. That's what I really enjoyed. And, and would you recommend foundation? A hundred percent, I think. Yeah. When you've finished, especially if you want to go into the creative industries, no matter what creative industry you want to go to, and to be honest, I would kind of actually recommend it to to anyone uh, because I think the arts are always getting underfunded and you know cut down in yeah. education, but actually it sets you up, doesn't it? If you want to do a degree. And you, or if you wanted to do a degree but you're not sure, do foundation first because then it will prepare you for what's to come. But it also allows you to, it allows you to like look at an, an issue or a topic like from a different angle, you know, it gives you those tools to not tackle something sh- like yeah. head on. Which sometimes, you know, I've spoken to You've grown confidence as well. Yeah, but I, I've, speak, I've spoken to people who, you know, do different, obviously different subjects and stuff like that. And then I say, well, have you thought about it from this angle or this angle? And I think those are the tools that have been taught to me, taught to me through art. And especially that journey started with my art foundation. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it just, it really allows people to be really creative with problem solving yeah and and I think that you know everyone no matter whether you're doing a science or you know you know humanities which is an art based with like philosophy or yeah politics or you know I, I really think that everyone should kind of do it because it really does it expands your thinking in a way in a way, it gives you room to expand your thinking. Yeah. I always... I mean, I, I can't ever escape my family. I, I always talk about it, so it's always in my head. It's not like... It, even though it's in my past, it's like... In a way, it's my it's still part of my... It's in my future still, because it's current and relevant within all my podcasts, because it's a great talking point, talking about foundation. Because I had a really good experience. Mm-hmm. I, I was I joined, and I was a very shy, confident, not a very shy, not confident girl. And then I left, a lot more confident, knowing that I'd met some really good friends, and yeah. I knew that I wanted to do the degree and stay on at Culture Institute. I didn't want to go anywhere. Like everyone else, you know, a lot of them wanted to go out. Nicola wanted to go to Brighton, Tim went to London, Catherine to London. Um, Evie didn't want to continue art, she wanted to get a job, do her swimming coaching. Um, but yeah, I wanted to stay in Colchester, so. And were you, were you like that? 
did you want to um, did you want to branch away from um so i did go to uni um after my foundation oh um, quickly what's your what was your favorite piece of work you did on foundation oh my favorite before we go to uni so i really um actually one of the things i really enjoyed was during graphic design week and it was actually collage making um, and yeah I, so maybe not like my favorite piece of work that i like i suppose that was like the process and what like i wish i explored more of that okay yeah and um because i i really had fun doing doing that and kind of exploring you know collage making and you know, print. Made so many collages <laughs> on foundation and then before that as well on level three. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, so I haven't actually done a degree yet. Um, I'm going to be doing a degree this um this year. Um but where are you going? So I'm going to the University of Sheffield and okay. I'm gonna be doing architecture and landscape architecture combined. That's like the complete that's is that so it's a it's a bachelor of arts and it oh, is okay. art based. So yeah, like it's not. It just sounds really different to. It does sound yeah. different, but it, you know, actually, it's very. So that's in September. That is in September. Um, you know, like for example, it's not. I feel like architecture and art, you know, actually do go hand in hand, and you know, a lot of architecture is problem solving through design. Yeah. And that's what it is, and or and communicating through design. I suppose art is a little bit more free than that. Yeah. But you know, it's innovation and creativeness that allows you to to solve those problems, and it's very similar. So. Are you moving then to Sheffield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm moving to Sheffield. And yeah. Um, I just yeah, I liked. The idea that I could come home after yeah. that's why I've stayed in there. I mean, if they had the course at Essex University or Culture Institute, I probably would have done it here. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely would have rather to stay at home. But I really wanted to do um, a combined course, so yeah. I really like the idea of doing landscape and architecture at the same time. Oh, well. I hope it's a great experience for you, um, and then maybe once you've done done the course, we'll have to do like a follow up yeah. <laughs> to hear about how like it's been for you. You know. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, um, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like Iris and Charlotte, do like a follow up now because when I did the podcast with them, it was like they just started so. Um, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to hear how, what your thoughts on it, well, on the university experience once yeah. you've actually done it. So we'll have to do that. Um, so that does not. Um, and then, what would you? So like with, I guess like with. Uh, young girls and boys just starting out in the arts and like wanting to go to university or like would you say just do whatever you feel really i'd say like initially i was scared of doing fine art because it sounds so unemployable like when you start doing like doing it and it's just like 
so that really prevented me from actually doing fine art surface design because I couldn't see a direct career path beyond that. Yeah. But um, it, it turned out that I really liked architecture and stuff when I kind of explored it a bit more and that, you know, I really enjoyed it. But be- be- before that, I just say, like, don't be scared about what comes after university. And yeah. I think that's the best thing because you, you're not going to know exactly what you want to do right now. Yeah. Um, and actually doing your course is about exploring that. And, you know, with a fine art, you know, with a fine art degree along those lines, it's like you can discover so many avenues and paths that you didn't really know. It's a, a degree is what you make of it. It's not what the degree makes you into. It's what yeah. you make of it for yourself with the tools that are provided to you by the university. So I'd say if you're choosing your degree right now, do what excites you and what interests you and don't think about don't think about what comes after university because you will discover what comes after university at university and you'll find what you want to do if you do something that you want to do initially. So it I do think it's place. a bit of a shock though when you come out of university because you're in yeah. like this bubble routine of knowing what to do every day and now then you're like... Oh, oh. yeah, you get that. So in terms of like after uni... Um, so many people um, at First Sight as well actually have come and working at First Sight to uni, doing the gallery assistance stuff and along those lines. And if you don't know what you want to do or you haven't figured that out at university, because if you're at university, you know, really make use of your tutors and your course leaders and, um, and build on those connections yeah. like straight away. Otherwise, you can kind of get trapped in that yeah I do think at the moment I'm well I'm volunteering a lot so I'm kind of like I know my week date I know what I'm doing so it's in a way I've got that routine back like I had at university but um I I would like a um, a paid job well I'd say to but I'm gonna keep volunteering and then hopefully see what comes up yeah who don't know what they want to do like just apply for volunteering roles or scholarships or fellowship programs or residency programs and you know just explore those ideas don't get stuck in a nine till five I mean obviously you need to pay your bills but you know remember I think a lot of people get a nine till five job or they get a job and then suddenly that job becomes their life yeah but remember the whole reason why, if you're going to do that, remember the whole reason you've done that job. It's yeah. not, if, if you're trying to find someone to pay the bills whilst yeah. you continue exploring, remember that, like, remember I think that. volunteering at first sight is really good for me. Because yeah. um, I get, I get, I've gotten to meet so many new people like yourself. And um, I don't know, I just love being in a creative environment and that's what I want to be, that's what I want to do the rest of my life be surrounded by other creatives in a creative environment and that's the other thing I was going to say is that if you like a place like a company or like an institution find a job there even if it's not necessarily the job you want to do because internal opportunities open up loads but also it kind of develops your understanding and and building connections and networking is where you're going to really find 
find these opportunities. Particularly working with the kids on the art table has been really fun and it's made me think, oh, maybe I might go and do, get into te- like work, being a teaching assistant because my two friends are. So, and I never thought I'd want to work with kids, but working on the arts table, art maker's table, um, has been kind of something that's made me want to think, yeah. oh, I could be a teaching assistant. And then there's this teach, free teaching course that's coming up that is in where I live in Braintree. So I'm going to do that. And then hopefully after that, inquire about potentially like getting some teaching assistant work. Yeah. That sounds really cool. And then maybe see if I can get a job at first time. (laughs) Because I have applied that twice, so we shall see. Um, It sounds promising, though, from what I've heard and the feedback and stuff, so fingers crossed. That's brilliant. Um, But, yeah, the art maker's table is just... I just... I never thought I'd want to work with kids, but it's mad. Now I do. (laughs) (laughs) But then art students, I'd like to work with students as well. Yeah. Initially, I was like, that's what, that's the age I want to work with, not kids. But now I'm not so, now I'm like, oh, I think kids would be all right now. (laughs) Um, But you mentioned about working at first sight. So when did you start and how did that, how did that? So I actually started via the Art Makers Table. Um, yeah. So actually, first thing I did is I joined YAC, the Young Arts Community, and then I found out about job opportunities through YAC, and then I got a job at the Art Makers Table. Yeah. And then obviously the holiday period um, finished, so they didn't need a workshop leader, but then there was gallery assistant jobs, yeah. which I applied for. So gallery assistant and yeah it's been really it's been really cool and you get to do I bet like working in the gallery's front desk yeah mixture. In the gallery's front desk um you know giving tours to people talking to people just talking to people about artwork and you know what they think of it and getting more perspectives and understanding of you know what people are interested in you know meeting meeting artists and you know other as a creators is really cool as well so yeah it's just been eye-opening into this whole world that I didn't really know existed so and um how did so with that then you're you get to be involved with other things like so like with replastic yeah how did you come is that connected through working at first sight so, no, actually, it's kind of in separate. I started Root Plastic around the same time I actually joined Yak. Um, so, obviously, I was getting upset about the plastic pollution and then yeah. the recycling rates, and I found... That's why I've got my metal water bottle now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do my little bit. <laughs> yeah, everyone, like, everyone doing their little bit does actually make a difference. So, um, but yeah, I found... I found this um, machinery, open source machinery, uh, from uh, a guy who'd done it as his university project in the Netherlands called Precious Plastics, and he'd kind of created an open source design of a non-industrial scale shredder, which yeah. can shred plastic, and then other things as well, like 
melting it into molds and stuff and I thought actually this would be a really cool thing to kind of do but there wasn't yeah. really um there wasn't a way of showing it as a circular waste economy and kind of you know incorporating it into the arts and stuff like it was very much um directed towards um you know people making a business out of it and I kind of wanted to explore it more from an educational standpoint yeah. to kind of show how a circular waste economy can work and yeah because it's never going to be able to do it's never going to be able to like you know recycle for the whole of Colchester yeah like it's, it's not about that it's about being able to change people's understanding of what happens after they've done with something yeah and kind of you know change their lives I think this exhibition where we are in the minerals in Colchester um, shows that you know there's so much plastic that you can make art with yeah and um, so one it's called Beyond Plastic Beyond Plastic yeah so um, and you're part of yes yeah, so for our um, for, we were asked to take part in the exhibition but we wanted to kind of do it more from an awareness um, awareness side and rather than a literal literal art side so a big part of it was about our campaign which was called washed up and what we did is we put a call out to people and asked them to send us plastic from their local beach like yeah. microplastic so anything uh, microplastics anything that's under five five millimeters in diameter but uh, we said any plastic that can fit inside a bottle yeah because you always see these you always see like the you know the plastic pollutions in photographs and yeah. on the telly but you never really kind of understand it as being where you are and actually microplastic or small bits of plastic kind of exist everywhere yeah i like the collage is made yeah like and people don't really notice People don't notice it. They can look at a lot of the people taking part. They said, "Oh, you know, our beach is." And the bag really... and the net, the net, uh, the one around there in the corner. Um, loads of plastic is in the net. It's yeah. like hung, slightly hung up. That's quite yeah. cool because it's like a sculptural piece. Yeah. Um, but people, um, people will contact us and be like, "Oh, you know, our beach is pristine. There isn't." And I tell them, "You know, have a closer look. You know, you know, go." around and then they'd have a full bottle worth of plastic yeah and they were like i didn't realize actually how how you know the problem is everywhere yeah so we actually got plastics a big part of it was actually kind of getting people to do their local action but on a global scale to yeah. kind of connect people with the problem so that you know it's not just you know the pictures that we see on of like an island which you know is a particularly t- has a tidal beach and is getting all of this plastics not just that it's everywhere yeah and we actually got um participants from six content across six continents which sent oh, us that's stuff. really cool so you know that that even though basically they're kind of like we've kind of done it more as like an archive yeah um but the the art i suppose is is the whole campaign and the action of people taking part and participating. So it's kind of the process yeah. to creating. Yeah, like collaborative. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. more like, yeah. The collaboration of loads of people taking part and yeah. helping each other to make something. 
So yeah, yeah. art campaign, or if you will, or along those lines. So yeah, amazing. And then, so you um, you went. I'm interested to hear about your travelling, um, and how was that for you? Uh, so I got a um, through the young arts community. I got a fellowship program. Um, to go work at the Biennale in Venice for one month and carry out a research project. Uh, the Biennale is like the Art Olympics, I suppose. So yeah. countries all have an artist representing them and they take part in this big... They've all got their own pavilion along these lines and yeah. this massive, massive um, exhibition which kind of takes up, you know... The east side of Venice, and it's beautiful. I went to Rome, but no, it hasn't been anywhere else. Ah, no, well, Rome Venice is the first place I've been to. In Italy. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was incredible. Um, so you went on your own or with some? So I went on my own, and I had so in our fellowship program there was ten. We go out in groups of ten for one month, and we work half the time with them and half the time. You know, we um, do our research projects and stuff. So yeah. it was really amazing, actually, because all our group, we all came from such different walks of life. Yeah. And we all gelled really well. So, like, there was art, you know, there were, you know, practicing artists, there was, you know, um, people doing architecture, and then there was, you know, there was people who were doing art history, um, all different ages, all different places you know all from different you know backgrounds in terms of economic and living and we all were doing this fellowship program and we're all doing it together and it was just a really great opportunity to meet new people as well to meet new people and actually not be inside your own bubble and that was really um that was really amazing so I was the only person there without a degree so at first it was quite intimidating and then actually yeah you know, everyone was so nice to me and, you know, I I gave a completely new perspective on the art because I haven't been trained, you know, to look at art in the same way as them. Yeah. And in, in return, they, they gave me a really interesting perspective on the art, which was probably more from um, an artist's perspective, which I've never thought about yeah. and along those lines. So it was, it was a really great thing to be a part of and you know I, I think people would do well to you know get outside of their bubble and actually you know spend time with you know spend time with each other and kind of see things through someone would else's Would you do eyes. the travelling experience again? Yes 100% Yeah Yeah it was amazing I'm still to figure out how to get the train on my own to London well get the tube actually <laughs> the tube scares me <laughs> but um one day maybe I might venture abroad on my own but um yeah you should as you could probably <laughs> could but it's just terrible it scares me at the minute <laughs> um but yeah I just yeah travelling to different places is fun isn't it I mean I was really scared because I've never travelled by myself before so it was scary, but it was, you know, sometimes you kind of got to jump both feet in and you can be rewarded greatly, so... Yeah, so you got, um, so that was p- 
part of a funding trip. Yeah, so that was funded with the British Council. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, final question. Um, bit rambly, this podcast been, but it's always rambly. <laughs> um, I hope you've had... I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I have. Um, what you've made me think of things I haven't thought about? Oh, that's good. Um, what's one art and creative material um, you couldn't live without and why, if you had to choose? It's a really hard question, but... It is a really hard question. Um, I always give it to the... I always, I always think, ask it at the end. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this and... Um, and of everything, I think... Um, I suppose a camera, which sounds quite like basic (laughs) and quite, um, you know, ordinary, but like just being able to capture a moment. moment. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. That's why I love photography because I love to capture a moment. Yeah. And then like, but also sometimes you've got that time yeah but also like collaging and photography and yeah you know and it's just something that's quite i think you know it could be so much more than it is like not just selfies and stuff like that but like it can be so much more and yeah and i just i just love being able to uh, capture a moment you know snapshot and yeah so, okay, I would say, yeah, I would say Red Biro, um, just because it's something basic, but in red, and I love red, if you don't know me by now, I love red. Um, so, yeah, um, thank you, Katie, again, thank uh, you. for having a chat with me. Thank you. I'm going to say bye, because on Tuesday I didn't say bye, and I, was, I felt like, oh, damn. <laughs> I was being rude to my audience. So, bye. Bye. bye.